0: you don't know anybody there's so many different people in the space a lot of great people there's some shady people too so it's just hard knowing who to trust what to do who to go to what title companies even to use um there's just a lot of stuff to learn um And a lot of good advice or bad advice so
1: you're listening to the faster freedom show
0: hosted by us sam
1: prim and lucas walls investors entrepreneurs and best friends two millennial midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own 40 million dollars in rentals without using any of our own money now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth if you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it you're in the right place let's start today's show hello and welcome to the faster freedom show sam is still on vacation geez what's it been like two weeks now Like a long time. Long time uh, this week. So uh, this is the week of guests. Uh, So I'm your host for today, Lucas Walls. And today, our special guest is Mr. CJ Shockley. Hey, CJ, how you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Good. Um, CJ works for our company, uh, but also does some really cool stuff on the side. So uh, uh, director of sales, and we're going to get into... um, some ways that cj can to can uh can help you guys and give you some pointers on on wholesaling properties both finding them and and working with the seller but mainly we're going to focus on the the dispo side and how to work with wholesalers so before we get going today a quick shout out to prime corporate services that's who this podcast is brought to you by who is sponsored by do you know about prime corporate services i don't they're super cool Uh, we use them to set up our llc's okay Super easy to do a lot of volume. Got a big team. Um, but if you're if you're new, um, so they do set LLC setup. They do bookkeeping. They do estate planning, nice. um, tax prep. They do a whole bunch of stuff. And they'll uh, they'll have a 45-minute free consultation call with you, and they'll set up your first LLC for free. That's right. That's like a $500 value plus probably. Yeah. Um, they created our two latest LLCs. Super easy to use. So, uh, yeah, free resource for all you guys out there. Uh prime corporate services check them out all right mr cj charles james we won't call you that today mm-hmm. why don't you introduce yourself tell us a little bit about yourself maybe a quick background and uh and, and what you do for the company right now
0: yeah absolutely uh yeah so my name's cj i uh i'm a family guy I got a wife and two little kids uh they're they're my everything they're they're why i do what i do um i'm a big outdoors guy i love hunting fishing um floating, kayaking, boating, Uh, hoping to get a boat here soon. So got a place down at a lake, go there all the time. So just love being outside, playing, hanging with the family. Um, What roles have I had with the company? So I uh, actually started with uh, the company as our project manager, running all our rehabs, making sure uh, contractors did what they needed to do and and got our rehabs done on quality and, and on time and, ended up moving, uh, over to dispositions manager role. So selling all our wholesale houses, which was a lot of fun. Um, super fast paced, always working, talking to other investors, did that for about a year, uh, which was awesome. And then, uh, been about a year and a half ago now, I think moved over to director of sales. So, uh, just helping our, our sales guys buy houses. That's my, that's my goal. Do whatever I can to help them.
1: Yep. Making sure their, their numbers are accurate. Um, any elevated issues, you step in yep. all sorts of that stuff. So you're in, exactly. you're in pretty much all sides of the sales process. Quick fun fact before we keep going. Yeah. So CJ, uh, I met CJ. Uh, got lucky enough to meet him through an Indeed ad. Yeah. You moved, you were living in Columbia, Missouri. We were. Found us on Indeed, and then um, moved here uh, for for a job, lack of a better term. Um, that was in 2020 yeah beginning of 2020 it was how many cars have you had since the beginning of 2020? oh man we added
0: it up the other day yeah it was quite a few so it was over 20 since i've been 16. yeah but since 2020 it was it's like seven or eight yeah cj has a problem <laughs> is, is what it's called <laughs> i like cars he loves
1: cars and he's been in a, f- a couple of weird little accidents yeah. hit a deer
0: deer which completely destroyed my truck yeah uh, lady hit me in a I did little GTI yeah completely destroyed that so yeah a couple unfortunate ones and a couple ones just trying something different yeah
1: so uh, from a from a personal investment standpoint um, you kind of have been remodeling houses and investing in real estate for for a while now uh, maybe tell us about what you're if you have a rental portfolio what that looks like now or, or, or some other projects that you've worked on
0: yeah so been doing a little bit every year uh, i've got three rental properties now two long term and we just uh finished our short-term rental at the beginning of june so that's been rolling now for a couple months and going really good um where's that's that at? at lake of the ozarks nice yeah so hopefully uh, the goal is to get a few more of those um at the lake would be awesome or i'm open to try other places too but so got three rentals, and we've done uh, I don't know over ten yeah. personal flips now. Yeah, I'd say a couple a year, um, just for some extra money. Those those are always a lot of work, but a lot yes. of fun.
1: A lot of work, a lot of fun. <laughs> could make fifty, could make nothing. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: that's happened on multiple. Of mine, <laughs> that's <so>. exact exact <laughs> example.
1: Yeah. All right, man. So we're gonna talk about wholesaling mainly today, how to work with wholesalers, but also if you are a wholesaler. Uh, and and, um, there's a lot of bit talk about, like, buyer's lists and who do I sell my house to? Who do I, if I get it under contract with the seller, who can I trust? And we deal with that on a daily basis. So we'll just give a few pointers on that. So let's say you're a new wholesaler out there, CJ. You just get a house under contract with a seller. Uh, So we're we're not going to talk about finding the deal, marketing, all that, negotiation. We're going to skip past that for this episode. But after you get that house under contract with the seller – what are your next steps?
0: Yeah. So if I'm a brand new wholesaler, it doesn't know anybody else. I think my next step would be to find somebody else that's already been doing it in the space um, and try to either get help from them or either do a JV, some kind of, um, yeah, something like that. Just because you don't, you don't know anybody. There's so many different people in the space. A lot of great people. There's those, some shady people too. So it's just hard knowing who to trust, what to do, who to go to, what title companies even to use. Um, there's just a lot of stuff to learn. Um, and a lot of good advice or bad advice. So if, if you can find somebody in the investor space, whether it's through a real estate meetup yeah. or, um, just if, if you're wholesaling or trying to wholesale, you probably know some other really big wholesalers in yeah. the area. And they've obviously been around the block. Yeah. So yeah, Talk to them, get some ideas on some buyers or, or what they do to sell their properties. Yeah,
1: you, you, you mentioned JV. Can you talk about what a JV is and how, like a a local wholesaler in our area, would utilize Faster House as a joint with a joint venture?
0: Yeah. So, um, say you get the the property under contract. Now you need to sell it. A JV is now you you take that property to somebody like us, like Faster House, who has a pretty extensive buyers list. Done it a lot of times and have them sell the property for you or at least send it to their buyers list. Um, Normally they'll just mark it up, whatever makes sense for them or what makes sense for you. um, And then you split the profit on the back end.
1: Yeah, love it. That's a super easy way to do it. Uh, Super easy way to make sure everything's gonna get done right. Yeah, And then um, allow you to learn too along the way. Exactly. So you can do that a few times. Uh, Okay, so we get past the point where we're we're wanting to JV with someone, we want to do this on our own. Yeah. Um, Get that house under contract. What what do you think the next steps are after that if you don't want to JV with
0: someone else? So you got to start building your own buyers list. Um, A great way to do it to find trusted people, in my opinion, is like real estate meetups. Um, You can talk, there's obviously going to be a lot of different other wholesalers, but also other buyers, investors there. And actually when you meet people in person, a lot of times you can know (laughs) right away if you can trust them or like how how many deals they've done or what they're doing they've got other rentals so that's a great way to do it um say i know a lot of people do it virtually too so if you're doing something virtually and you can't maybe go to meetups or i don't know, just haven't met enough people um there are ways to search for buyers you can do search on the mls um for people that have bought houses say over the past year that are absentee owner in that area in that area around the house that you bought Um, and those are most likely investors, uh, either doing it as a rental or doing flips. Um, so you can get their name, skip trace them and start calling. Yeah. Say, I got this house.
1: So say they're, they're interested. You find someone that's interested. Yeah. What, uh, what happens next? What do
0: you do? So now normally you got to get them in the house. Uh, (laughs) 99% of people are going to want to walk the house no matter what in person. Um, and so, uh, that's where your transparency with your seller comes in huge. Um, we, uh, we're lucky enough to have the ability to close on every house that we purchase, um, but we do, we do wholesale a lot too. So we, uh, we're honest with our sellers and tell them, hey, we've got multiple exit strategies. We're going to close on this house no matter what. But um, we may rehab it, we may turn it into a rental, or we may actually sell it to another partner or investor yeah. um, that we partner with. Um, and so we're going to need access. Um, ideally, you just get a lockbox on it if it's vacant. Um, sometimes you can't do that. So uh, you just tell the seller you need a couple showings before closing and get a buyer in there.
1: Yeah, buyer two or three or however many you exactly is the, the comfortable with. The more the better, usually.
0: Yeah. Um, just because people are, are pretty specific and obviously in what they're looking for. And so um, for most houses, we find there's typically only one or two people that are actually interested in buying yeah really good areas really good you know if it's only super nice house that needs a quick easy rehab you might have more but if you get a house that needs a hundred thousand dollars in work there's not a ton of people yeah. doing that bigger rehab
1: so even uh, though a 100 goes pretty quick nowadays it does that's true <laughs> <laughs> but i get what you're saying yeah cool man so you get people in the house they they're they like it and and maybe multiple people like it um and you just, what do you tell them? Do you just say, hey, send me an offer? Or do you, do you talk to them verbally on what they want to agree to, and then you send them a contract? Or how does that work You can usually? do it
0: multiple ways. Normally, we shop a property with a price. Um, in the past, we, we have occasionally, like when we don't have a number, maybe from the seller, and we're just trying to help them sell it or something like that, we'll just, hey, go check this out and bring us an offer. Yeah. Well, when you tell people that, and they don't have a frame of reference, yeah. they're going to lowball you every right. time. Um, and so we try to come up with uh, a fair price, an asking price, yeah. asking price. Usually and we shop at eighty percent of ARV minus repairs, give or take. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, shop it around that price, um, and then we just work with the buyer. If it's especially if it's somebody we've known and uh, and trust, like, and they're interested, we'll we'll talk to them and and hopefully agree to a price. We don't we don't normally do like a highest and best kind of thing yeah. with anybody like. Um, cause, cause all of this is a relationship. And yeah. so, uh, we're trying to build relationships with the buyers and the sellers and, and just want to keep a good relationship and rapport there so that it makes the transaction go as smooth as possible. Um, and so if, yeah, one of our trusted buyers is interested and they want to make an offer, we'll make an offer. And if it works for us, you cool. know, we go for it or negotiate a little bit back and forth sometimes.
1: Yeah. But. Love that. So, yeah, we, we kind of know, for the most part, who our trusted buyers are, but probably someone in the beginning, maybe first couple deals, handful of deals, really doesn't have that re- frame of reference of who their trusted buyer is. So in, or, what what should you be looking for as a wholesaler when you receive a contract to buy the house that you have a contract on yeah. and those offers?
0: So in my head, it's uh, if we're separating the buyer from the contract, like if we're just looking straight at a contract, I don't know the person at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously no contingencies because either you have no contingencies on your side or you have a, a due diligence period or whatever it may be. So you need to make sure that they have no contingencies on their side. Or I, I know some people do, they'll lock up uh, a buyer so that their due diligence period ends at the same time as theirs does. Yeah. But if they don't want to buy it, then you're, then you wasted your time to try to find maybe another buyer. Yeah. So obviously ideally no contingencies on their side. Um, a fair amount of, of earnest money. We never ask for anything, like, super crazy. Um, but we do ask for, you know, a $100,000 house, you know, a couple grand in earnest money. Yeah. Like, if they're an investor and they're rehabbing the house or whatever, they should have a couple grand for sure. cash and earnest yeah. money to put down. Um, and and that's it. Anything else kind of gets sticky in the contract, we try yeah. to keep it as clean as possible.
1: You made a great point of separating the the buyer, the person, from the actual piece of paper uh, got my mind thinking a little bit. So you're almost saying is what I, correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. that the person means more than whatever the contract Absolutely. says. Absolutely. So yeah. how do you figure out? You know, do you do you say we never worked with the person? Do we do we call references? Do we call lenders? Or how do we verify that this person can be trusted?
0: Uh, yeah, we'll verify uh, like a proof of funds. Obviously, make sure they have proof of funds. Um. Or like, you know, a lot of people are using like hard money, that kind of thing. We know most of the hard money lenders in the area. And so like, if it's somebody we've never worked for or worked with, uh, we'll call their like hard money rep, see what they think about them. Have they done deals with them? Has has gone stuff, gone stuff smooth. Um, And then, uh, I mean, we've even, you know, say somebody, we see them on Facebook and they're friends with maybe another investor we've already worked with. We'll, we'll check them out. I mean, because we've just had so many deals go bad, yes. too, you know, with bad buyers and yeah. people backing out. And so we try to limit that as much as possible. Yeah.
1: So, for example, there's a lot of times where we'll we'll take a lesser offer, like mm-hmm. price, for someone that we trust with the clean contract versus a, a higher offer with someone that we never worked with yeah. that maybe has some
0: financial contingencies in there. Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of times, too, just you can read people, talking to them have they done this before? Do they know what they're talking about? Are they like trying to make stuff complicated or asking all kinds of questions? If they're new, that's okay. And they have questions like we get that a lot too. That's totally fine. But a lot of times you can tell people's personality. And if you think that they're shady, they
1: probably probably (laughs) trust your gut. Yeah, exactly. Trust your gut. Yeah. I think, finding a solid buyer that can perform and show up to the closing table is uh, probably nowadays the most important thing in, re- in wholesaling in my eyes because yeah. you have one bad deal go bad um you know your reputation could could feel that tremendously because you're not able to close with the seller and whatnot it could be a, a challenge for sure yeah okay so a couple different ways to to wholesale a property um you get a you get a contract with the seller signed agreement for a price uh one way is assigning that contract through a, a one-page assignment seat, sheet you can google what that is or um yeah probably write your own honestly they're super simple mm-hmm. that's assigning the rights of that contract to a different in buyer for a fee uh, and the fee will be the difference between what you bought it for and what what they want to buy it for um that's one way to do it or you can do a, what's called a double close or a simultaneous close where the same day you close on the purchase of that house with the seller. You don't have to fund it because that same day, the end buyer is closing on the purchase of the house from you. So you're selling it the same day that you're buying it, pretty much. Yep. That's called a double close. So when would should uh, an investor or wholesaler use one versus the other?
0: Uh, this is always uh, just left to people's opinions. Um, my opinion is to double close... of the time, 90% of the time. And the reason, the biggest reason, uh, the differences are when you assign um, your contract to another end buyer, they have to have their original contract. So they see um, what you bought it for. So they know how much money you're making. Versus on a double close, uh, they don't see. You just have a contract with the seller. They have a contract with you. You both close at the same time. Um, you do have incur a little bit of title fees when you do a, a double close so your spread will be a tad smaller. Yeah. But to me it's worth it to keep um just the the privacy. I mean, we're not trying to hide anything, but at the same time um say say you got a killer deal and you're making a lot of money. People can say they don't care about that, yeah. but uh, people people do. <laughs> um unfortunately. Some some people we know for sure like that don't care. Like a lot of times we'll, we're selling rentals in house to people. We'll do assignments then. Um, cause obviously we, we know, and, and we don't care what whoever's, how much they're making. Um, but, um, in general to just try to keep a relationship good. Um, I like double closing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Well said. All right. Let's, let's flip the script a little bit here, CJ. So, uh, you've been in our dispos- dispositions manager role, you know you're director of sales now so you work closely with our new dispo manager um so if if you're an investor out there not a wholesaler but either a fix and flip or a buy and hold investor that's just looking for a house uh we always talk about wholesalers as a great option to to find those deals and yeah. to buy houses from um we are a big wholesaling company right so we have the fix and flip people buy and hold people that are buying houses from us all the time. What are some tips or advice, um, that you have for those type of investors, uh, when they're buying houses from a wholesaling company or or a wholesaler?
0: Yeah. Um, make it easy. Yeah, (laughs) We like it. We like working with everybody does, right. Working with people that just make it easy and smooth, not uptight about everything, not arguing about every little thing. Um, Say, say you're a newer investor or, or newer to buying from this wholesaler. Meet them in person. Yeah. You know, I love when we have buyers come to the office and introduce themselves. Like, yeah. Because then you do get to know them and, and build a, some trust and rapport. Um, have Have your stuff all together. So, like, say, if you're going to look at a house, go look at it quickly. Don't. Try to like, hey, I need a rain on inspection and a termite inspection and my building inspector to come and all that. These are as is houses. That's that's the reason we got them under contract is because yeah. the seller doesn't want to deal with any of that. And so right. we can't and don't want to deal with it on the wholesale side. And so um, if if you've got a contract or whatever, bring them with you when you're going to look at the house. Get your get your number together. Get what makes sense to you um, and come with a strong offer. Um, we just like I said. Making it easy, making sure your your money's together is another big thing. Um, people will offer and then try to figure out their money after the fact, and that just doesn't work. <laughs> you know, we we need solid buyers up front. Yeah. Um, so.
1: What about how how do you like it if you're wholesaling a property to an end buyer, mm-hmm. and that end buyer? you know, sends you a decent offer, maybe a little low, but sends you their entire spreadsheet analysis of of how they got to that (laughs) offer. don't care about their spreadsheet Yeah, Just give
0: me your number, Yeah, do your spreadsheet on the back end. Exactly, yep. A lot of times people do want to talk through that, talk through where they got their numbers and like where our numbers are and stuff, which is fine. I I totally get that. Um, But at the end of the day, we're just, we need to sell the house. So like, give us your best offer. And if we can make it work, great. If not, you know. You don't have to justify anything to us. Right, like we if, get it. If it doesn't work, it, it doesn't work. If it does, awesome.
1: Yeah, well said. And I, I got another note down here is uh, show up to the closing table.
0: <laughs> yes, that is the number one thing. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you don't
1: show up one time or a deal falls out of contract, you might never get a shot of working with that wholesaler again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If, if somebody ghosts us at the closing table, we're not doing any deal with them again. Ever again. Yeah.
1: yeah. We Just... call that the old blacklist. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And even we, we don't do this – or at least, I've never done this, but I, I see it all the time. It happened just yesterday. I was reading a Facebook post. Guy uh, didn't show up to closing. And uh, another investor that we've worked with a lot blasted him all over the investor pages. And so yeah. then everybody was arguing on the- small the pages. town. <laughs> yeah. And so now that guy's going to have a tough time buying any house From anybody. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. Yeah. Because we've dealt with him before. We've never sold him a house, the guy that he blasted. And so now we'll definitely think what? twice about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh word word travels fast in the real
0: estate. Yeah. In the real estate world. We're a tight knit community. Yeah. So if you're not confident, a hundred percent confident in buying that house, then you know, don't offer on it. It's fine. There'll be another one. Yeah, there'll be
1: another one. Hopefully another three hundred one in the case of Faster House. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh if you got a house to sell, quick shameless plug Absolutely. out there, contact CJ. Yeah. The, are you on Instagram or Facebook? What's the best Facebook way to contact you?
0: mainly. I am Instagram also, but more Facebook. I'm old. Yeah. C- so. CJ Shackley on
1: Facebook? Yep. Okay. Reach out to my man. Give him a lead. We'll, we'll definitely make sure you get well compensated for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah. And the, even if you just want input or help on something, I'm more than willing to help.
1: Yeah. Love it, bro. Yeah. Well, appreciate you, CJ. This was fun, dude. Uh, everything wholesaling, tips and tricks, uh, a lot of fun, my man. So, if you like this episode, uh, you know, please give us a review. Please share it with a friend, and uh, that definitely helps the algorithm, so we can get this this message out to, to more people. So, all right, Sam's not here, but we're gonna shoot in the trash can regardless. All and, right. Uh, I think I'm up three. We'll see. Now, Cresco and I both made it. Oh boy. Uh, that was last episode for you guys uh, that are listening. Um, I'm going to do left hand. Uh, you can do right hand if you want. Well, if you're doing left see, hand, I feel like I have to. You don't have to. I got a good, I got a good line left hand. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, we both missed. It. <laughs> uh, that's all right. We'll see you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes along with all our social media handles so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message and we'll cover it in an upcoming show.